dating is trash. However, it's a necessary evil for those that aspire to find a significant other. And it can often feel hopeless navigating this uncharted world of dating without a quote-unquote North Star. In this episode, I'll tell you how I unintentionally found a key characteristic to look for when it comes to dating that ultimately became my North Star. Welcome to Forbidden Fruit Podcast, where each episode will awaken you to the knowledge of a better you through insightful discussions and shared experiences that instantaneously changed our lives. Don't forget to follow or subscribe, leave a review, as well as turn on your notifications so you'll know when new episodes are available. Be sure to listen to the end so you don't miss how I learned how to identify that simple trait that improved dating for me that was hiding in plain sight. to be an episode that got me in trouble it'll probably be this one so dating in 2022 AD is trash <laughs> it is uh, it is a ongoing ever evolving social experiment that no one uh, seems to have a full grasp on uh, it has ups and downs, like anything else. But you know, people are complex. Yet, although although we are complex, we do have a ton of similarities. Uh, but but yeah, so this is this is going to be an exploration of that. So the problem with dating. So for me, the biggest problem with dating is there is no feedback in a world of you know ghosting online dating poor communication skills social media uh, it is easier to just cease all conversation than to have the heart than to have the difficult conversation as to what happened or what did not happen and why and the, the reason why I said that's a bad thing is because how can we get better <laughs> you know, if you had a job and you got fired and, you know, or, you know, you asked your supervisor, your old boss, like, hey, you know, why did I lose my job? And they just looked at you crazy and didn't give you any kind of feedback. Then how are you going to take that information and make it better? And if you don't learn from a situation, regardless of what it is, whether it be dating or anything else, then it's just a bad situation. So. So if you again, so if you're not getting any feedback, then the only thing that you can register it as or categorize categorize it in your mind is a negative experience, which then in totality makes dating a negative experience unless, you know, you're in a serious relationship. So I don't even think like, uh, you know, casual relationships or just, you know, being able to successfully like date multiple people is even the end game, the outcomes. That's not even real positives. I mean, in my mind, a long committed relationship is the only successful outcome of a of dating. So I I think it's a uh something that we collectively have to own up to, have a certain level of accountability. Cause it's like for me, all right, I'm saying dating sucks. I think the general consensus of those who are still single 
will tell you that dating sucks is but but we say it as though we aren't the dating pool <laughs> we are we are that and so i think it has to be a certain level of accountability when it comes to that so uh we are collectively contributing to the trash nature of dating in 2020 ad and uh it's but for me it's been exciting uh and as contradictory as that statement is because there's a lot of growth right like whenever you in in what you do right so although i'm not getting a lot of feedback when it comes to you know successful relationships ones that don't work you know the whole thing i feel like i have enough people around me that can help me analyze the situations to then gain some kind of data and then use that information you know in the future so the dynamic of dating the dynamics of dating from a male's perspective uh and i'm only speaking exclusively to to my perspective is very interesting and i think once i've gotten you know deeper into my 30s it has become even more fascinating and and this is why so when i was a teenager and well a teenager like 18 when i was, when I was done with high school uh into my 20s i would say up until the point where i was 24 right before i joined the military i was very i'm gonna say socially awkward like i didn't really go on a bunch of dates uh but the, the the interesting thing about it was all of my friends were extremely social very popular i mean from 20 to 24 were probably some of the best times of my life where let's just say if we were going to go to the club and somebody didn't have money or whatever we would just stay at you would go to my homeboy's house and we would just kick it there but then people would realize that we weren't going to the club and they would come they would forego that and come to the apartment just to hang out with us and so me being a part of their group i would see you know all of my guy friends you know going on dates meeting women going to the bars the clubs you know, meeting people. And I'm just kind of like on the outside looking in, <laughs> you know, trying to, you know, wishing I was a part of it. And so, I, and I'm, I'm an introvert. I am an, I can, I'm an introverted extrovert. So what it means is I, I have to put forth effort to be social. It doesn't come natural to me. So for me to be social and to get to where I am now required a lot of work, a lot of work, uh, a lot of, social experiments putting yourself out there reading a lot of books uh, having a lot of conversations uh, mentorship youtube videos even to that extent of of how to date and have had to navigate that world and it's something that's definitely you know served me well down the road simply because even outside of dating the dating realm uh, people are the number one resource so if you can navigate people then you can navigate anything because chances are regardless of what you're dealing with you're going to be dealing with people there are going to be people there whether it be at work hobby sports uh just being out and about in the world are going to be i can guarantee you they're going to be another there's going to be another person there so if you can navigate that then it serves you well for the rest of your life and uh but but there was a unique dynamic back then even in high school that uh the guys at that point it was always a struggle i think somewhat in general because I feel like women, women at that time preferred to date older guys. 
And so even me in, in high school, there was this one girl that I was just like, I'm not say I was crazy about, but like I was interested in. And we kind of talked back and forth, never evolved into anything else, but she was always like dating like a guy that was older, like that had graduated high school, was in college or whatever. And uh, now, which I, f I find completely fascinating, is now that I'm in my 30s, I'm the older guy. And so it's been an interesting experience realizing that, you know, women that are in their, you know, 20s will be open to dating someone like in their 30s, right? So, and again, and for whatever reason, I think just, and this is my opinion, I think guys mature later. So for me, I didn't really realize, like, coming to my own as far as who I who I am until I would say probably about 32, 33. And I also feel like women mature at a quicker rate than men do, uh, just personal experience. So then, so at that point, that's also probably why, you know, I didn't have the opportunities in my 20s to, you know, go on dates and stuff like that as I do now because simply because I am a lot more mature I am comfortable within myself and I think that is being found more attractive and then it, it translates into being more physically attractive uh which is interesting and and for the and for the for the women I if if you're in your 30s I I empathize I feel bad for you when it comes to the dating because I feel like it, it gets harder for you when you get into the into that age range simply for, for a couple reasons uh, first of all, again, like we talked about, guys mature significantly slower than, than women do. So let's just say hypothetically, if you're, you know, 30, 30 years old. So if you date younger or your age, the chances are somebody at that age range being mature for a serious relationship is, I'm not going to say something none, but it's, it's low. The possibilities are low. But then you want to date, if you want to date somebody older, then, I mean, you're going to be dating somebody 35, 40 years old. But then on top of that, if you date within your age range, uh, then guys typically are going to date someone that's younger because younger women like older guys. Uh, so that is that has become very fascinating to me. Uh, I've even had instances, even, uh, this is, this is crazy. So the one woman I was telling you about that I was, you know, interested in, and throughout high school, uh, that it didn't really go anywhere. So that person actually popped up down the road, uh, you know, trying to rekindle certain things. And so it was just, it's just a crazy dynamic. So it's, it's definitely, it's definitely hard across the board but I definitely feel bad it's, and, it, and I think a lot the biggest thing is for me as I like actually am aware of you know to the point where I can identify the dynamics of dating is the differences as far as what men and women want so for me as a man like I really I want somebody that's attractive uh, that takes care of their body but then someone's like caring like empathetic someone I can talk to really like a safe space somebody I can just like be me take the armor off and just like be accepted that's really that's really what i want at the end of the day uh but then i think for women the 
do you want similar things but also there's like a provider aspect of it a layer of that right so you so i was talking to a homegirl of mine a couple weeks ago and she was saying that she wanted somebody that was uh, stable and her perspective of a guy being stable is owning a house like not having roommates you know owning your own property and so that's cool that's fine however the average american single american is not gonna own a house especially where i live because it's extremely expensive and so i brought that up to her i was like okay so if y'all took 10 guys just off of the state of the economy where we live what percentage do you think would own a home that was single not including age not including attractiveness not including you know sexual preferences like just just period she said 40 percent. so out of that i was like okay so you take in out of just say 10 guys you cut it down to 60 percent. now you have to go into does this guy date date women does this is this guy physically attractive uh or do you both find each other attractive and then the character aspect of it is this person looking for what you're looking for and then you got to throw in like all the human dynamics of it and i'll be honest it's uh i think i think there's gonna have to be some concessions uh to be 100 percent honest because so for me like i own a home but the state of the economy like what my house is worth now and with the interest rates like i couldn't afford my house now but i make more money now than i did when i bought my house so then i'm not being irresponsible i'm actually doing what i'm supposed to do like i'm improving myself i'm you know, promoting throughout my job, gaining these experiences, being responsible, but the state of the economy makes it hard for people in general to then be in the situation to be independent financially if you're if you're relying on one income. So that's I mean, that's a whole nother rabbit hole to get down, go down into. Uh, so, again, I just think that. I think you have to be realistic as far as what you're looking for uh so so my approach to dating and and this is also kind of going to go into one of my gripes as far as what it is so i think you have to be i think you have to put in effort i think the problem is from my experience uh as a, you know as a male's perspective that there's a lot of i'll say lazy dating <laughs> uh so again like i said before i was very socially awkward so I had to actually work on myself to understand, you know, behavior, psychology, uh, social skills, people skills, what are motivating people, what motivates people, personality types, uh, love languages, attachment styles, all of this. So and again, I'm an introvert. So when I'm talking to somebody and I am, even if I'm coming off like extremely extroverted, we're having a good time. Like imagine an illustration of like a rat on a wheel in my brain. Like I am thinking everything through a hundred percent. So, but I feel like, you know, a lot of the women that I've dated don't really put that much effort into creating a connection. I think connection for women is an, an emotional thing. And I had a conversation with a good friend about this, where she was saying that, you know, I want a guy that has, you know, that we have a connection. I was like, okay, so what is a connection? Well, somebody that can have a conversation, they can hold a conversation, we can talk about a bunch of different things. 
And I told her, I was like, look, that's a skill. Like I, my job, I'm in sales. Like I literally took training. I was literally, I was literally trained on having conversations with people that would then reveal things about them that I can then take to then in turn sell things to them based on what I can offer. So that's not a skill. I mean, that's not like, that's not like an emotional thing. Uh, and I think that if men and women took the time to understand that dynamic, I think you would have a lot of connections, a lot more connections, because it's not like this whimsical thing. And I think that is the problem. I think uh, people are just wanting the ideal person to fall in their lap or this person to be, you know, has this perfect. Honestly, I mean, it sounds cliche, but they want this. I feel like people want this perfect person. Like people don't have flaws, like people don't have life experiences, things that they're not going to struggle with in the future. Uh, and that's just not realistic. But again, from a man's perspective, uh, the onus is on me to then navigate those interactions. And my, I call this the, the burden of leadership. So let's just say if I was on a date, I'm going to be nervous. I am always nervous the first time I do anything and I'm nervous through a lot of, a lot of, when I'm dealing with people. Like even right now, as I'm having this, as I host all of my episodes, I'm always nervous as I do it. So if I'm on a date and I feel like that's fair, right? Uh, I'm going to be nervous. Chances are, you know, she's going to be nervous. However, if I sit there and, you know, awkwardly and she sits there awkwardly, the, the, the burden, the, the blame is going to be placed on me. Like, all right, this guy was boring. Like he didn't, he wasn't whatever. And I just look at that as because, you know, as a man, I feel like that is the expectation, whether you are willing to admit that, you know, openly or not. The onus is on, I feel like, the guy to lead those interactions. And then, you know, obviously, like, you know, the woman can make the decision. Is it somebody I'm interested in? Am I not interested in whatever? Like, you're not locked into it. But again, the burden of progress or the burden of uh, a positive interaction uh, is on me. And that can be very that can be very frustrating even if it goes good there's always a level of resentment and this is an example that I gave a good friend of mine uh who's a teacher and uh we had the conversation I told her and I, I told her what I just told you guys like I mean I in my mind my dating experience is like I'm working it feels like a job I'm trying to get us to a common ground to where she can be open and be herself I can be comfortable so I can be myself and then we can actually explore who we are to determine if it's something that we can need to to further investigate or give a shot to. But for me, I, I'm putting in the work. So imagine her with her being a teacher, the analogy I gave her with her being a teacher. Imagine you have students coming in your classroom and you teach this lesson and the students are like, yeah, hey, you know, I had this is great. I learned so much. Thank you so much. I had an amazing time. But for you, the teacher, you had to stay up late and put together your lesson plan. You had to learn about what it is yourself. You had to teach it. You know, you possibly had to go to class yourself. You had to go get a degree. You had to learn how to present this information to somebody. And then when you get into the class, you have to then be able to be attentive to like body language. Who's engaged? What is everyone's individual learning style? Who? You know, how can I break this down to someone based on their perspectives where they can relate to it more individually as opposed to somebody else? All of that thought, all of that brain power is going into 
teaching this class and the, and all the students are getting is yo like i'm having fun <laughs> and that's what dating is for me like i am putting all this effort into to cultivating and you know i said the choreographing orchestrating this this experience which is creating a connection which we all can do there's science behind it it's you can study it you can anyone can create connection is all, all it is in the day is people skills if you have basic people skills and you're not selfishly looking at the interaction is what i can get out of it for me then you can create a connection and uh and the other person across the table for me is just like having this great experience and i'm like all right but then that to them that's whimsical so for me it's like there's resentment because i'm putting in the effort you are not but you're having more fun than i am <laughs> so that's that's the biggest thing what the biggest frustration for me when it comes to dating is the lack of effort and then and then for me from a guy's perspective there's no margin for error like there's no margin of error allowed when it comes to something like dating there's no asking of clarification like what are you what are you thinking about like why did you say that how do you feel about this you know what made you do that there's no exploration there's no curiosity it's just like what can you how can you make me feel right now it's almost like uh being a contestant on american idol where they walk into the room so i'm so the guy i feel like is typically walking into the room and the, and the lady is and the woman is the ju are the judges and this guy has to sing and blow their like socks off within the first five or ten seconds and if it's, if it's not the the best performance of their lives within the first five or ten seconds i get dismissed that is from my perspective from my, i feel like from a guy's perspective dating today there's no margin of error the the rate of return is typically low for the amount of effort that i'm that's being put in to creating a, a great experience and then at the end of the day it's like resentment now i'm not saying dating is not all negative right like there are some gems there are some like people that that do engage socially that do put in the effort and do appreciate uh the effort that goes into creating a, a positive experience so i'm not saying like all women are that I'm, i would never say that uh but i'm only speaking from my experiences that is what it is uh so it's it's uh it's interesting especially now with online dating being prevalent simply because it's efficient and to be 100 percent honest it's a lot it's significantly easier than like walking up to you know a woman at the grocery store or whatever and you can still do that but just the numbers of it all like you can go through you can meet and interact with more people online than you can like going out and like talking to people on the way but even then on the social on the social on the social media dating apps again like you can have you can have great you can have a bunch of matches attractive and it's like the is no even the effort i think and i was telling a homeboy of mine it's like if you can find a woman that puts in effort i mean i'm not talking about like breaking your back you know going you know trying to you know give you the moon and the stars but just like effort in holding a conversation like an effort in getting to know you like what do you like to do what are you interested in like that like i mean finding that now as sad as it is is unique and i mean i get it look i get it i mean for years and years and years it was always like all right the man has to court the woman and that's fine i still believe in that but there has to be I think guys are very logical we're just going to kind of go into the, the next port the next portion of of what i'm talking about is guys are very logical I am very logical 
And so when I look at interactions, yes, I want to have a good time. Uh, but at the same time, I'm thinking, how can I get from point A to point B? So for me, my ultimate goal in dating uh, is to meet the person I'm going to spend the rest of my life with, right? Like I'm trying to make it to grandpa, pawpaw status. And who am I, who can I be with or meet that can, that can make, make it to the finish line with me? So that is my outlook. But again, it's a very risk reward perspective. It's not like an emotional feel thing or whatever. Now, yes, I have, you know, I have emotions, you know, I have feelings, but I think at some point that goes away in relationships, period, right? Like love is not an emotion. Love is a decision, a commitment, kind of like I talked about in the knowledge of love. So who is going to give me or display characteristics of someone that can have the discipline to make something as challenging as to say marriage work. So yes, physical attraction is important, but if I'm if I'm picking if I'm pulling teeth to talk to you, it's not that's not a good sign. Uh, if it's all about you, if, if the conversations that we're having is all all we're talking about is about you, then that's not a good sign uh, because I'm not getting anything out of it. Uh, I can't, you know, what I mean, it's not a, a relationship is a, a give and take. And so, yeah, it's a beast. It's, I mean, everyone has their, I feel like men and women have their own unique challenges. I'm not going to say one is harder than the other, although I do feel like women are in a tougher spot, especially when you get into your 30s. Uh, not to even include, not even to mention like the biological clock. Like, so if you want to have kids, then it's like, how do you navigate our guard? It's getting to the point where it's going to be less safe for me to have kids to then have a family the older I get but at the same time not approach dating with a sense of desperation which is unattractive <laughs> uh, so yeah I don't I don't I don't envy I don't envy you, you ladies when it comes to dating but I, I, I don't I don't think it has to be this hard I sincerely don't think it has to be this hard and I, I for me I think the biggest thing is like I talked about finding those characteristics that gives you the characteristics of someone that gives you to the best odds of going the distance. And so there's a story that kind of displays me coming into the realization of what one of those characteristics are uh, that I'm that I now look for when it comes to to dating. And so this happened uh, like a year or two ago. I was I was doing training in another state for my job, and uh, I met this I met this lady, I met this woman, and for me like I wasn't like again I'm in another state like I don't live here like I'm here for a short time, and so I mean the idea of me actually dating wasn't really a thing, right? However, I met this I met this person and we had like we we vibe right like it was a connection right like there was reciprocating effort and that's the thing i want to want everyone to get from that right like connection is like this emotional thing where somebody just falls from heaven and just the luck of the draw like you create connection like in sales you create it's called rapport right you create the the draw where someone trusts you looks at you as a trustworthy person and then you can find commonalities common ground and then at that point you begin the sale like what do you want what can i offer you that's connection. It's not a whimsical emotional thing. It's literally it's at the end of the day is standard people skills one on one, one on one. And so we would hang out 
and get to know each other. And I think the thing with her that will stick with me forever, and it completely changed my perspective of what I'm looking for, is, is she was happy. Now that sounds, I know that sounds corny. I know you're thinking like, Nate, man, what the hell are you talking about? She was, she was happy. And happiness is not, a, it is, yes, you can feel happy. You can feel joy. But I feel like happiness is a, is a discipline. Happiness is a, a conscious decision to remain to maintain a positive outlook on life or whatever it is and it was like there was a period of time where i was hanging at our house and her dog had like peed on the floor and she didn't she was frustrated but she didn't get mad she was kind of laughing about it joking about it like nothing was ever even like bad experiences she would talk about throughout her life uh, in previous relationships it was never like a, a bitterness it was just like, yeah, it's like to kind of happen, you know, I grew from it, etc. But it was like this conscious discipline, like this effort to remain optimistic about life. And I think that is huge. I think that's the thing that I look for now more than anything when it comes to, to dating. Are you happy? Not just up and down, like not social media, like look at my life. I want you to feel like I want you to think that I'm, you know, living my best life. It's just like, no, I... Despite what happens to me, I choose to may have a positive outlook on life because I think a lot of what's going on is uh, people become bitter. Like you have a couple of bad experiences and then like everyone is painted. Everyone in that gender is painted as whatever. So there was a time where I went, I went on a date with a woman and she had a, a horrible experience. Okay? So I, I get the reasons as to why she was upset. So she was with a guy for two years, long distance relationship. I'm not going to get into that, but long distance relationship. Then he moves to where she was living and then sends her a text, breaks up with her, ghosts her. And then come to find out he was already dating like one of her clients. So she's like an esthetician. So she was already he was already dating like one of her clients. And so like, look, I get that. Like, yo, that's terrible. I wouldn't want to deal with that. But then her perspective was, I don't really trust guys. I had another close friend of mine say the same thing. She was like, I don't really trust guys. And, the, and so the, in the back of my mind, it's like, yo, like I'm a guy. So then if you if you don't trust guys, then why do you want to be with a guy? It's almost kind of like somebody that said, let's just say, you know, I like as a as a as an adult, someone said, hey, you know what? I, you know, children are they're nasty, they're disgusting. You know, they're, they're, they're not intelligent, like they're a big hassle, they're crumb snatchers. Like, what kind of parent do you think that person would be? Like, do you think that person is, des- I don't say deserving, but like, do you think that person should be a parent? Well, no. So then, like, to have this negative output on, let's just say, if I was a, you know, if I was a man that was bitter on experiences that I had with women, and I said, all women are this, that, and a third, and all negative then what kind of guy like what that's not attractive like what kind of outcome do you think you can get from a guy that doesn't value women the same aspect of you know what kind of parent can uh, someone be that doesn't value children so from from my perspective when i hear that again it comes into the discipline you've made it you haven't made the conscious decision to remain positive so then every outcome you're going to have is going to be negative. So then every guy that you date has to then overcome the sins of, you know, the guys before. And I mean, I just I'm not personally responsible for anyone's happiness. No one is responsible for somebody else's happiness. And so I think the biggest thing is 
is that i mean just you have to because because again like love love is a discipline like there's going to be times in a relationship where you're not going to feel this you know warm fuzzy butterflies in your stomach about your your person so then are you going to go to all right well i don't want to be with you anymore because i don't feel this way anymore but your feelings are like flimsy right that they're they're fragile like they're, they're fickle like you can feel any kind of way about anything so then if you don't have the discipline to understand how i feel it's not a a uh a depiction of the actual situation and then being able to then figure out have the emotional intelligence to figure out and work through these problems then you're going to be then your outcome is going to be the same which then becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy of yeah all you know all guys aren't trustworthy or all women aren't trustworthy but then the the common denominator is is you or me like so again that's where the accountability comes in so the the being able to be happy for me is a display or a proof of concept for someone's ability to love someone unconditionally because if you can remain positive in this world like set aside dating just in general remain to have a maintain a positive outcome in life period because this is the thing everyone goes through stuff like you know her being cheated on is not a unique experience to her like multiple people have i mean everyone has something that's bad that they're experiencing so then to say well this happened to me like no one else has bad experiences is also a self-centered perspective so then on top of that is like okay so if you're if you're holding on to the anger and hurt of something else or somebody else or a previous experience then you're looking at it from a selfish perspective of what is it what it happened to me and then if you're looking at it like that then you're really not having the you're not doing the introspective work to figure out what it is that i did did i why was I with this person in the first place? Who did I overlook to be with this person? And then why am I picking, why am I dating these same kind of people? And then at that point, so if, if that's a perspective, if that's how you react to it, then there's no growth. So then another layer of it is you're not somebody that's, that has the capacity to grow from negative experiences. So then when you're in this relationship or whatever, let's say if you were in the ideal relationship and you're remaining the same person, you can't grow, you can't learn from a situation to then take a negative into a positive so then you can actually have a you know a life-changing experience with a significant other right because i feel like if you if two people go through something together and they come out on the other end with a life lesson then that's something that you'll hold on for the rest of your lives so that's that's my that's my approach to dating and that's what i look for uh and i'll be honest like it hasn't really it hasn't failed me it really hasn't failed me uh, up until this point. Now, this is, you know, it's a pretty new perspective to have. But again, someone, I think, is looking for someone that is happy, that doesn't hold the grudges or, you know, makes other makes the people in their future atone for the sins of people in their past. It's the way to identify someone that gives you the better odds of a successful relationship. I just think at the end of the day, we need to value each other more than what we do, what we are right now. Uh, and I'll be, I'll be hundred percent honest. I'm, I'm completely interested. I'm very interested in to see, seeing what the long-lasting effects of this, this approach to dating, like this lazy approach to dating, where we don't put in, we don't develop people skills, social skills, and then we then don't do the internal work 
despite how big you know mental health and all that kind of stuff is huge and everyone is starting to accept therapy and stuff like that but at the end of the day the the truth always has a way of inserting itself and so i say that because there i i value family and and the reason i say that is one example of that would be so when my great grandmother at the end of her life my grandmother took care of her and at the end at the towards the end of my grandmother's life my mother took care of her uh my my mother my uncle and my aunt literally were at my grandmother's side like the moment she she passed and so i just think imagine if my let's just say my great-grandmother didn't have any kids didn't have any family at all what would have happened my grandmother if she didn't have any kids if she didn't have any family what would have happened to her and the truth be told, the likelihood would be their lives would have ended in a wellness check. They would have been at home, died alone, fell over, couldn't get up, and they would have just died wherever they were because no one was there to help them. No one was there to care for them and check on them. And then on top of that, just from, and this is the logical side of me thinking now, we're talking now, the, the economic status alone makes it more necessary for for relationships simply because it's getting more expensive to live in, in America and it's not going to get and it's not going to get cheaper it's not going to but I don't believe it's going to get more affordable so then you have people that are le- you know that are less likely to be able to afford to live on their own than living on their own and few and fewer people are able to to you know, earn more than fifty. I think the average wage is like forty-two thousand, fifty thousand dollars a year, and then that's not even including the new wave of automation that's going to come in to where you're going to people companies can then use robots and computers to do jobs that people once did. So then at that point, you, I mean, it's going to it's going to only get worse from an economic standpoint. So imagine all the people that are going to be living their life alone, in a in a in a an economy that's harder and harder, with less and less affordable. I mean, I honestly think this is going to sound, I mean, it is negative, but it is what it is. I just think you're going to see more homelessness between single people. And I think you're going to see, uh, unfortunately, just a lot of people dying alone. And that's not really the life that I want for myself. That's not how I want to end. Like, I want to go like my grandma did, with, surrounded by people that love me. I had a, an old neighbor of mine told me, he was like, the value of your life is determined by how many people will show up to your funeral if you die today. And that's how I look at it. I want to be surrounded by people that care about me, that love me, that I've been able to make an impact in their lives. Like I want the church to be full of people, telling all these you know, great stories of the things that we were able to do together. And and that's, yeah, that's how I, that's how I see it. So I think we collectively need to value each other more sure i mean yeah you can live your life alone for whatever reason uh and you can blame it on everybody else but at the end of the day the the end result is the end result and the smartest individual that ever was once said it is not good for man to be alone and i and unfortunately i believe that in about 20 to 30 years from now people are going to be learning that the hard way and and you can't go back. You can't turn the clock back. You can't take these eureka moments, these bite of the apple moments, and go back to when you were 20 and 30 and all of a sudden take something seriously. 
uh, I believe that what's important is always important, regardless if you treat it with a level of importance or not. So if something 20 years from now becomes, all of a sudden becomes important to you, then it means it's always been important. You just didn't treat it as such. And so that's, that's dating in a nutshell. And I would just implore everybody to don't be lazy daters. Connection is not like this thing that you see on Disney where, you know, this, you know, Prince Charming comes out of nowhere and sweeps this princess off, off, your, off her feet. I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's people skills. I can assure you that if everyone developed just a basic level of people skills, you would find yourself having more connections with people. It's no different than someone that can walk in a room and command the attention of a room or work a room. It's for networking purposes. It's no different. So I would love to hear your feedback. I would love to even interview people uh, when it comes to your experiences with dating uh, because I just find it fascinating. And I think that's another way to provide feedback to, to society and to the world to see, you know, what everyone else's experiences are so we can learn from those. So, uh, but until the next time, be tempted. Hey, this is Nick Moore, your host. I understand that time is life, which is why I'm so grateful that you would take the time to listen to the Forbidden Fruit podcast. It's something that I don't take lightly. If you've enjoyed what you've heard so far, please share this with a friend. You can also show your support by downloading, following, or subscribing to the podcast, as well as leaving a review on Apple Podcast. Don't forget to turn on your notifications so you don't miss an episode. Find me on Instagram at podcast underscore fruit. I will love to hear from you. And like always, until then, be tempted.